0: While I'm sitting here working on a book or writing, I had the mask on for about five or six hours today. Not because I believe it's a magic cure, but because it keeps my damn fingers off my face. When you put something on your face, when you're doing some work, all of a sudden you start counting how many times your hands just instinctively or reflectively go to touch your face. Episode 227, seven safety
1: steps to protect you and your family from the coronavirus. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon more than 3 million listens and downloads and growing every episode this is the game changers with Jason Jennings New York Times Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership growth innovation speed and reinvention and as we uh, just before we hit the record button on this conversation i think we were both trying to improve our collective mood because Jason had to make a really difficult big decision yesterday, and that was to postpone the upcoming Jason Jennings Certification Summit. So lead us, it's all because of coronavirus, but lead us through your thought process on where you got for that.
0: All right. Uh, so it's 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 really good to be with you, and uh, uh, very seldom do I get a little bummed out or depressed. But I will tell you that yesterday, uh, when I had to make the call to postpone the Jennings Certification Summit, was uh, one of the tougher decisions that I've ever had to make. I have been so invested in this, excited about this, enthusiastic about this, committed to this, prepared for this. All the attendees were really getting to know one another in the private WhatsApp group, and I just knew that. Magic was going to happen, but one thing that served me very well in my life, uh, and we've never talked about it before. I went back to look. Uh, I have this thing called my rule of ten to a hundred, which has served me very well. And my rule of ten to one hundred uh, basically says this: if somebody comes to you and complains about something. There are somewhere between ten and one hundred people who have not come to you, either because they weren't interested in coming to you, they were afraid to come to you, they didn't consider it important. But if one person complains, there are ten to hundred. I mean, who would like to? If a customer is unhappy, there's somewhere between ten and one hundred who are unhappy. Uh, if 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 somebody thinks something is going wrong, there's probably ten to a hundred who think something is going wrong, uh, because it, it takes brave people to come forward. So about a week ago. Uh, Dale, I began receiving a trickle of emails and then almost a torrent from people saying they were becoming increasingly apprehensive about traveling and being away from their family right now. And as someone who passed through the 10 million mile mark uh, a year ago in terms of travel, I I have been ill or sick on the road many times and uh look when when something happens to you on the road there's only one place you want to be and uh I bet you know where that is you want to be home you don't want to be alone and not well on the road so what I did is uh, I have a guy I grew up with, uh Michael Koenig, Dr. Michael Koenig, who sadly passed away a number of years ago. And we went to uh, high school together. We debated together. And uh, a number of years ago, he introduced me to an epidemiologist on the staff at Johns Hopkins. I still have the contact. So I reached out to this person and I just said, what would your advice be? And uh, his advice was to postpone for the benefit of the attendees, adding that we have no idea how large and how quickly this could be or what it could become. I also talked to local health authorities here, a few other medical experts, and their advice was unanimous. Uh if you can postpone, pass postpone, not because of danger necessarily, but postpone due to all of the uncertainty. And somebody also mentioned to me yesterday, uh, and then you added something to this right before we uh, began the program. Uh you talked about this happening already in the state of Washington. Uh but this epidemiologist pointed out to me that it's just a matter of time before you we start quarantining hotels. And and uh, motels and lodging, and I just could not imagine being responsible for either somebody getting sick or somebody getting stuck in Tiburon, California, uh, for a lengthy quarantine. So our private WhatsApp group has become very close and filled with anticipation. And I am I'm confident, based on all the comments everybody's been making, that when we reschedule, everyone will make a Herculean effort to be pr- uh, to be present. So uh, tough call. Uh, unanimous understanding and gratitude for making the decision, and I guess uh, Dale, it proves again that uh, man plans, and uh, we know that God laughs. Right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, uh, uh, well,
1: and as long as we're a as tough one, as long as we can laugh along with him, you know, we're we're in good shape. So, yep, yep. I think what you're gonna do now is is share some of this wisdom that you learned from the epidemiologist and, and your other conversations so that we can protect ourselves no matter what happens.
0: Well, let me tell you where this came from. Um, so a couple of days ago, I received an email from a friend, Mariana. She is the wife of the man who was my doctor from the time I was 21 until he retired last year. So like 42 years, he was my doctor. And uh, Joel and Mariana are very, very dear friends. And it contained the list of things that you can do to protect yourself and things you should buy and have on hand to protect yourself. So even though it came from someone I trust, even though it came from Miriana, before reading it, I, started, I wanted to research this guy to make certain he wasn't a fringe player or someone with a hidden agenda. And he came up extraordinarily clean, very well-educated and accomplished. I'll identify him in just a moment. So only then did I look at the list. And as I read the list of things that you can do to protect yourself, uh, I thought, you know what? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to be careful, but I'm not doing this. So I thought, wow, I, I, I don't want to make this problem bigger than it is, but. I'm grateful for having this knowledge, and I thought that perhaps our listeners around the world, uh, given the number of countries that the coronavirus is in now, would want to have the information as well. So let me identify the man. Uh, His name is Dr. Uh, Jim, uh, Dr. Jim Robb. He's a pathologist and a molecular virologist. He's got a BA in theoretical physics from the University of Colorado. In 1965, he entered the University of Colorado Medical School, received his MD degree, took a residency in pathology, uh, as well as training in molecular biology uh, at Yale University, then went to work at the National Institutes of Health. Uh, he's been a professor at the University of California, San Diego, a consulting pathologist at the National Cancer Institute, and director of anatomic and molecular pathology at Cedars Medical Center in Miami, Florida. And he's board, uh, board certified in all these qualifications. And uh, he's neither far right, he's neither far left, he, he doesn't have any kind of a hidden agenda. So what happened, what what really piqued my curiosity is during the 1970s, that's so a long time ago when he was at UC San Diego, he, pub- uh, he published some of the earliest descriptions of uh, coronaviruses. And he also co-wrote the chapter on uh, coronaviruses in the book, Comprehensive Virology, and is published extensively on the subject. Well, what happened is uh, last month, he wrote a, a dear colleague's letter detailing his advice on how to avoid contracting the COVID-19 and similar diseases. And it went viral. Uh, I had not seen it. So uh, no if you're ready, uh, can I go over the list? <laughs> so, uh, so. And he, he he said in his letter, here's what I have done and the precautions that I take and will take. These are the same precautions, he says, I currently use during our influenza season, with the exception of mask and gloves. So it's seven things that you can do. And I highlighted the ones that um, I didn't know about. So number one, we all know, we, we quickly figured it out. No handshaking. No handshaking under any circumstances. Use a fist bump, uh, an elbow bump, a slight bow, but under no circumstances should you be involved in handshaking activities. Now, here's what I didn't know. And now I've now I'm doing it. Use only your knuckle to touch light switches or elevator buttons and lift the gasoline dispenser with a paper towel or use a disposable glove. Several years ago, Kimberly Clark, I uh, did a research study. I, I've managed to find out. And 79% of gas pumps are, are are just virtual Petri dishes of every disease that you can imagine. So use a paper towel or use a disposable glass. Uh Number three. Open doors with your closed fist or hip. I didn't know that. Just do not grasp the handle with your hand unless there's no other physical way to open the door. He said this is especially important, obviously, on bathroom and post office and commercial doors. Number four, I did know this one. Use disinfectant wipes at the stores when they are available, including wiping the handling child seat and grocery seats. I think we all know that one, but sometimes I think some of us forget the step or we've got to walk 10 feet to get the wipes and we just don't do it. Number five, I did not know this one. I know about washing your hands with soap and singing happy Birthday two times and and wash that long. But you need to use a greater than 60% alcohol-based hand sanitizer whenever you return home from any activity that involves locations where other people have been. So I checked sanitizers that we had here and they were not 60% alcohol-based. I've replaced them. Number six, Keep a bottle of sanitizer available at each of your home's entrances and in your car for use after getting gas or touching other contaminated objects when you can't immediately wash your hands. And finally, number seven, cough or sneeze into a disposable tissue and discard. Use your elbow only if you have to. The clothing on your elbow will contain infectious virus that can be passed on for up to more than a week. And so the doctor goes on to talk about what he has uh, stocked uh, in preparation for what he believes will be a pandemic spread in the United States. And I did not know about these things. Latex or nitrile latex disposable gloves for use when going shopping, using gas pumps, and all other outside activity when you come in contact with anything that could be contaminated. Note And listen carefully to this. This virus is spread in droplets by coughing and sneezing. This means that the air will not infect you, but all the surfaces where these droplets land are infectious for about a week on average. So everything that is associated with infected people will be contaminated and potentially infectious. The virus is on surfaces and you will not be infected unless your unprotected face is directly coughed on or sneezed upon. The virus only has cell receptors for lung cells. It only infects your lungs. The only way for the virus to infect you is through your nose or mouth, via your hands, or an infected cough or sneeze onto your nose or mouth. I did not know that. I I I did not know that. Number two, I've done this. And the reasoning is going to surprise you because I am so guilty of this. Stock up with disposable surgical masks and use them not to protect yourself from the disease, but use them to prevent yourself from touching your nose and mouth. And he went on to add, and I've verified this in a number of other sources, we touch our nose or mouth 90 times a day without knowing it. And he adds, now listen to this, this is the only way this virus can infect you it is long specific the mask will not prevent the virus in a direct sneeze from getting into your nose or mouth it is only to keep you from touching your nose or mouth and i will tell you uh i if if the average person touches their nose or mouth 90 times a day i bet i do 180 times a day i mean it's just it's it's just uh um uh, it's just a response that I have. I I am constantly touching touching my nose or touching my mouth and uh, uh believe me this is making me look at everything in a in a different way. I didn't know this one uh, either. Uh we mentioned this one stock up with hand sanitizers and gloves, get the appropriate size for your family. The hand sanitizers must be alcohol based and greater than 60% alcohol to be effective. And most of the most of the sanitizers on the marketplace, I mean are not that when, when you check up their list of ingredients. Now, here's the one I didn't know. I've already got mine. They arrived today. Stock up now with zinc lozenges. He says these lozenges have been proven to be effective in blocking coronavirus and most other viruses from multiplying in your throat and, and nasal pharynx. Use as directed several times each day when you begin to feel any cold-like symptoms. Uh, and it's best to lie down, and let the lozenge dissolve in the back of your throat. Coldies, he says, lozenges, is one brand available, but there are other brands available as well. Uh, I went on Amazon. There are tons available. You can find out the percentage, and it's all there. And then his final warning is this, uh, and then I'll we'll talk about it, and I'll take your questions uh, and uh, our discussion. He said, I, as many others do, hope that this pandemic will be reasonably contained. But he says, I personally do not think it will be. Humans have never seen the snake-associated virus before and have no internal defense against it. Tremendous worldwide efforts are being made to understand the molecular and clinical virology of this virus. However, unbelievable molecular knowledge about the genomics, structure, and virulence of this virus has already been achieved, but there will be no drugs or vaccines available this year, at least, to protect us or limit the infection within us. So only symptomatic support is available. And he closes with, um, I hope these personal thoughts will be helpful during this potentially catastrophic pandemic. So I am not one of these people who believes that talking about it spreads hysteria. Uh, what I like is I like, give me the information let me make decisions on how I want to protect myself and my family and keep me smart. And so I was very grateful to Dr. Rob for doing that. So what what are your thoughts?
1: Excellent common sense things that we should be doing all the time. Um, during every flu season, during yeah, every flu season, I think that's, it's my background yes. like yours, journalism. And I always look for context around stories. And I had this email come in and I shared it with you uh, just before we 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 hit the record button on this, and it's uh, an email that came in from Peter Diamandis, inventor of the X Prize. You can look him up; definitely has a, a good reputation. Yep. But yep. he just pulled numbers together about yep. death rates. So. On one of the worst days for coronavirus in China, which was February 10th, 2020, 108 people died. But on any given day globally, over 26,000 die of cancer, over 49,000 die of cardiovascular disease, over 4,000 die of diabetes. Suicide claims 2,191 lives, mosquitoes 2,700 lives, humans kill an average of 1,200 fellow people. Those are, we deal with mortality on a daily basis. So, Yep. Number one, be educated. And I think the way you've approached this is so important to know, uh, but everything you just talked about helps prevent the flu, which is a big killer yes. every single year. 2017-18 uh, yep. flu season, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, figures put the U.S. influenza deaths at about 80,000 people.
0: 80, Global I estimates saw that. indicate in
1: 80,000. 290,000 to 650,000 influenza-associated deaths from respiratory causes alone. So if we do those things that you lined out, those seven steps, it helps protect against those influenza cases as well that claim tenfold what we're talking about as far as
0: coronavirus. Yep. So just be careful. Yep. So I'm I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Did you get the flu shot? You do not. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of needles and I don't like any kind of shot, but I will tell you it is the one shot that I get. Uh, it is the one shot that I do get. And, uh, and I'm glad I do because I've not been touched by the flu for uh, many, many years. But you're absolutely right. I mean, if you did these things that Dr. Rob uh, talked about, you, you would protect yourself not only from the coronavirus, but you would be protecting yourself from the flu. But I will admit that uh, in my personal life, I'm a little, uh, I'm sometimes a little loosey goosey about some of this stuff. I mean, uh, uh, I guess I've known that at the gas pump, it's a virtual Petri dish of everything horrible and everything awful. Uh, And yet I've never slipped out a pair of gloves or used a towel to pump my gas. I am now. I I just filled up yesterday and I'm certainly going to, and it's going to become uh, one of my new habits. And uh, while I'm sitting here working on a book or writing, uh, I, I had the mask on for about five or six hours today, not because I believe it's a magic cure, but because it keeps my damn fingers off my face. I I and and when you've got when you when you put something on your face when you're doing some work, I mean all of a sudden you start counting how many times your hands just instinctively or reflectively go to touch your face. Um so I, I, I just thought it was I, I thought it was good, solid information. I uh, like the sixty percent alcohol content uh, t- to make anything effective, and uh, and the level of zinc in lozenges. Um, I, I did buy my zinc lozenges, and so I, I I hope we're not spreading hysteria. That was certainly not the intent. In fact, I I called Dale two days ago and I said, "Can we do a podcast?" on this subject or are we just fanning the flames? And Dale said, no, we just have to handle it very responsibly. And I, I, I think Absolutely. we've yeah. it's, probably it's, done that, haven't we? Once again, I'll go back to common sense. But the problem is you know the book I always wanted to write i it was the first it was the first book title I ever pitched to a publisher, and he didn't get it, and he didn't like it, so it didn't become my first book but the com the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon common sense really is. So maybe this is just a call out to people to practice common sense and you're probably going to be I'm going to go through this
1: list one more time. If folks were driving and they were thinking, I didn't get a chance to write this stuff down. Hopefully it just sinks into memory quickly. It's the seven. Number one, no handshaking. Use a fist bump, elbow bump, something, but avoid basically touching what other people touch. Also use your knuckle to touch light switches, elevator buttons. When you use that gasoline dispenser, grab a paper towel and grab a hold of it first or keep those disposable gloves in your car. Open doors with a closed fist or hip. Don't grasp the handle. Use uh, disinfectant wipes at the stores when they're available. Like if you think about grabbing a hold of a cart in the grocery store, perfect time to wipe it down. Um, I yep. I was in the grocery store just yesterday, grabbed the handle on that cart Went through the mental checklist in my head and got myself completely grossed out. Didn't touch anything until I got in and washed my hands thoroughly afterwards. It's a great reminder. Wash your hands yep. with soap and water for 20, 10 to 20 seconds at least. And then when you're done, use that 60% or more alcohol based hand sanitizer when you return home. Keep that bottle of sanitizer available at each of your home's entrances. And if you've got kids, This is a. This is you're going to have to work on habits. That's all I can say. Figure out ways to incentivize grabbing a hold of that uh, hand sanitizer for each and every person in the family, and if possible, cough into a disposable tissue. Because I didn't know this. When you, I always use my elbow when I've got a sneeze. Right. Uh, Your clothing can hold
0: infectious virus for up to a week or more. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's the coronavirus or so, whether it's the flu yeah. do, virus or whatever do it is. Those
1: smart things instead of racing, you know, watching the news and racing to the grocery store to stock up on toilet paper. I, I can't draw the rational
0: conclusion to that one,
1: but this stuff makes <laughs> right. perfect sense.
0: Well, I tell you what, the the only one the, the only one on this list that I really don't like is, um, I, I don't want to say I'm a minimalist, but... Uh, I like a nice, uncluttered environment uh, in our home. Uh, hopefully, high taste, and uh, but we now have. Uh, hand sanitizer at the front door sitting on the entrance table looks ugly sitting there. And then we've got one on a desk near the, going out to the greenhouse. We've got another one uh, in the living room going out to the terrace. And then we've got another one going from the kitchen out to the terrace there. And they're just going to sit there. Absolutely. And I'm to encourage words? people to use them. Oh. They don't look very. Yeah, I, 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 I do. And, uh, I think it goes back to maybe where both you and I are, and and that is this: uh, losing your head in a crisis Absolutely. is a good way to become the crisis. That's a great way to end this conversation and uh, stay safe
1: out there, everybody. While you are thinking about things to do, if you do us a huge favor, subscribe in the i uh, subscribe to this podcast if you have not done so already, go to your favorite podcast playing app hit that subscribe button so that you get the latest episode each and every week While you are there, if you would rate and review the podcast we would be most grateful makes it easier for people looking for this type of leadership and business content to and common sense content to find it so that Rating and
0: review would be a big help. We would appreciate that. I'll tell you, please. Yeah, absolutely. Can I jump in with one last thing, please? I, I totally forgot. So so on the private WhatsApp group that we've had for all the people who are going to be attending uh, the Jennings Certification Summit, um, uh, and it's been a very lively dialogue, and uh, a lot of people have been very active. And so I, uh, I posted several days ago, I said, you know, we are going to be doing podcasts uh, at the summit, and I would love to see some of your ideas about podcasts you would like to see done. Oh, this is true. So you I and I are going to have some exciting this. podcasts
1: recommendations up. for topics filter through on WhatsApp. And I was thinking, ooh, great idea. That'll be a fun conversation. So we look forward to doing that. Absolutely. Thank you for that reminder. And... The last reminder, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. To learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event, visit the website at jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people.